This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. The world is a very different place since the last time we convened our Zoomer squad. Public life as we know it is shutting down and the situation is changing by the minute. We are committed to keeping everyone informed and up to date with good information, especially as it applies to Zoomers who are most at risk when it comes to this virus. We will also alert you to any fake news that's out there and, well, there's plenty of that. But Beyond the information you need, we are here to be your community because isolation can be just as dangerous as an illness itself. And with that, I'd like to welcome David Kravitz and Peter Mugridge and a special guest today, Gavin Day is here, and he has been working the phones to give us the lowdown on whether the procedures the government says are in place actually work. Let me give you the numbers because we'll be taking your calls and your questions. And by the way, in the back half of the show, we will be talking to two doctors who are on the forefront of this. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Gavin, the authorities are telling us to call public health and telehealth if we are worried, anyone is worried they have the virus, uh, how did that go when you tried? Well, Libby, it's been a bit of a struggle. I called uh, Public Health Toronto. There is an Ontario Public Health number as well, uh, as well as telehealth. So there are, there are a couple different numbers I was trying. Uh, in calling public health, there was a lot of warnings of uh, due to high call volumes, please call back later. There was also a lot of this when I tried calling. All of our agents are currently busy. Please stay on the line, and the next available agent will be with you shortly. So that was sitting on with with Toronto Public Health for a little over an hour hearing that on repeat. And then, like I mentioned, with with Telehealth Ontario, uh, it was even trouble just getting connected. So uh, if you are trying to get some information out there from the authorities, it's it's an exercise in patience and frustration at this time. So, I mean, you say a little over an hour. I think it was... uh uh, we decided to hang up um, at, at an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, it was, it was about an hour and 17, and we just sort of went, you know, we've, we've got a show to put together. So, um, yeah, it's uh, we can only – we as Bob mentioned in the newscast, telehealth is having uh, extra capacity added to try to fill some of that. But, but right now, it's uh, resources are stretched. Well, uh, exactly. Uh, the government's saying, don't worry, we can take care of you. Just call telehealth, and, and you could not even – connect at telehealth, right? Yeah, just just dialing the the 1866 number they have, it would just get the the busy signal right off the hop and so um hopefully that you know you'd hope that extra capacity comes on right along the, right along as quickly as as they can because it was a uh, it was a struggle just to even for our own testing capacities to see what's what's out there. Okay, well, uh that's not good. 
Um, uh, Gavin, thanks very much. Uh, now uh, I know people are calling. Gavin is uh, producing today, and uh, he'll be taking your calls when you come in. Again, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And David, uh, what do you make of what you just heard from Gavin? Well, I'm not that surprised, but to be fair, um, there are so many different systems that have to ramp up instantly to deal with something on this scale. And I think the test will be, um, we've heard what they're doing to correct it. Let's see what happens later today or tomorrow. But basically, if you look at the hospital system, the information system, websites, telephone, everybody's flooded, and we're not going to get a consistent uh, standard of performance for a while yet, and I think that it's it's regretful. I'm not I'm not regrettable. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm not that surprised. And uh, Peter, so I mean, we've been told by the government, do not show up at a yeah. COVID nineteen assessment center. You need an appointment. Can't get an appointment. You can't get through to telehealth, uh, and you can't get through to public health. Uh, what is your reaction? And, you know, what can you tell? Well, I, I was going to ask Gavin, like, what, what is the, what do you do, right? Is there an alternative? Do you call your doctor? Do you call, you know, the local hospital? I, I, I just don't know what, what the alternative is. And I don't think they've done a good job communicating that yet. Well, you know, what they've like, told us is to call public health or telehealth. Right, That's what right. they've told us. They haven't told us what else to do when you can't get through for two hours. Well, right? no, they it, haven't. Yeah. They so, they certainly haven't yeah. told us uh, with that. And I know of some people who got through to their doctor. I mean, uh, you know, I was wondering, um, you, we heard that elective surgery is going to be put on hold. But I was wondering, what about diagnostic uh, tests. One of our colleagues was scheduled to have a colonoscopy, a colonoscopy this week. And uh, Gavin was also working the phones just even to try to get through to the media lines at the hospitals to find out about that. That was also unsuccessful. Um, our colleague did get a call from her doctor's office. So that's the good news. But I know if, if you're having these procedures in a hospital... I mean, at the best of times, you can't get through to them. So I don't know how they're even staying on top. Well, of I have a, I have a family member getting elective surgery, and they were called by the surgeon, and it was postponed. And they were told it might be postponed again. So at least there was some proactive uh, outreach to them. Were they them. given another date? <clears throat> yes. Oh, okay. But, but that date may be in, fl- yeah. in flux. And but uh, I don't think that it could have been handled better. In that case, they did reach out. They were contacted. Okay. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I had scheduled I get <clears throat> annual sure. uh, follow-ups because I've had cancer and I had an annual mammogram and MRI. It was originally scheduled for February the 20th, and that was not a convenient day. And I postponed it to the end of April, and that may not have been a very good decision because uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'll be getting those those elective tests anytime uh, soon. So, uh, yeah, um, the other issue, Peter, I know you've been doing a great job on everything Zoomer, keeping people up to date. Uh, What can you tell them about what's available there? Well, it's, you know, we have a primer there and and it... uh it, it goes over all the um, symptoms and, and, and the symptoms are confusing because there's, there's a nasty head cold going around as well. And, and people think 
right away they think it's it's covid right so um so so a a dry cough is is a symptom of covid it's if you have like a a nasally cough or a shortage of breath and a dry cough are are two symptoms that you should look for but if you have a wet cough and a no sore throat then it could be a head cold and 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 the government is asking us to err on the side of don't call in if if you have a head cold so um, it's it's know. it's hard to know. You have to self assess, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. and and people are are paranoid. <laughs> I was in a grocery store. I mean, I have a runny nose. Runny nose is not a symptom of COVID nineteen. No. I have it every day of my life: summer, winter, in the winter, right? Spring. Yeah. No, but it, yeah. I have it all year all round. Time. It's just it's it's my particular thing and and um you know somebody started being very paranoid it was a, ca- a cashier saying are you sick well no i'm not sick and even if i have something like a cold it feels very different mm-hmm. than you, you know and now we're going to have pollen and a lot right. of people we're are going to be sneezing yeah. because yeah. of the change of season yeah. and yeah. i'm in that know, club <laughs> yeah i'm in that club a lot of people are I mean, there's I a mean, great deal of paranoia out there yeah. you know and we need a week or two to to just sort of settle down and figure it all out you know so right now we're we're in the we're in the eye of the storm right and, well and give us a week or two and we'll, i think i think we'll be able to start figuring it out well i i do have uh two doctors coming up in the back half of the show i don't know if they're going to have better answers of where do you call if you call the places the government is telling you to call and they don't answer i i don't know how uh, how we square that circle. Let's take a couple of calls. We've got Carolyn, and Carolyn, you're a Canadian in Florida. Hi. Hello there. Um, yes, I am. I'm a snowbird. I was one of the few that are fortunate enough to be able to get away for the winter. Um, I am in Key Largo, Florida. I'm in a place that's safe and clean and, and fresh air, and I can control my environment. And I, my reservation is good for another almost month. And I really don't want to travel home. I want to stay where I am. Uh, I'm hearing all kinds of things about how uh, all Canadians should head for home now. I'm also hearing that my out-of-country medical may be um, terminated if I don't head for home right now. And everything I read has to do with coming into airports and major cities. I will be driving. I have an RV, so my environment is controlled. And um, where I live when I get home is is rural. So I don't have to have anything to do with cities other than the ones I pass through. So I'm looking for some advice or clarification for those that are driving home to Canada. Okay. Are we all right to stay in place for a while? Because that's what they're saying. Stay in place. Carolyn, so what I would do if I were you is try to get through to whoever is giving you your out-of-the-country insurance Right. Okay. Because the issue is, uh, if you, if you do happen to get sick there and you're not covered by insurance, you're going to get a very big bill. So, uh, that's, that would be my number one yeah, call sure. if I was in that situation. Also, yep, stay have- tuned. The prime minister is updating us at around 1.30, I think. It's 1.30. Yeah. Uh, and yes. there <clears throat> yes. might be some measures at the border. So, I don't think the borders will be close to trade, but the border might be close to people. And I don't know if that applies to returning Canadians or just visitors. Uh, you know, you're crossing a border. And as of now, 
there, I, there's nothing stopping you driving, but these things are changing by the minute. So I would say uh, stay tuned to Canadian news. I mean, we'll have it here as soon as it happens. Uh, there are websites, everything, zoomer.ca. Uh, it, just, you know, these things are changing, but you, uh, your main call is to, to your health insurer. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I listen to you every day. I feel very grateful that I can get Zoomer down here. It's wonderful. Thank you so, so much. Uh, Thank you. I, uh, I will do, as you're saying, I just wondered uh, if anybody had anything more specific to say. Okay. Everything you've told me makes sense and is what I basically assumed, but I wondered if there was anything more definitive in the way of information. Okay, but there may be later today. Thanks for your call, Carolyn. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to Rose and... Oh, we lost her. Okay, so um, the situation is changing by the minute. Well, it's it's uh, her her case is interesting because unlikely they're going to stop returning Canadians anytime. Because, but if you look at the confusion, this is a good example. When Trump announced he was cutting off all the flights from Europe, they had to clarify that about three more times. Well, if I'm an American coming home, if I returning from a vacation. If I, so there was a, you remember yeah. that one yeah. evening that till the next one, it took about a half a day yeah. and they must have issued about three updates about who would apply to okay, who didn't. Okay, we're doing a better job than the Trump administration. <laughs> let's let's just but say but whatever glitches of, there are here, we are doing a better job than that. No, but that. it's an example of how yeah. she doesn't quite know yet. Uh, right. I need to come home. Are they going to let me home? Well, yeah. the thing and, is and, that we've heard that there may be some border restrictions yes. at the moment. Right. right now, there are not. Yep. But, but but if she left right now, by the time she gets here, there may Who be, knows? and and we might be hearing right. about it as soon as we're right. off the air, because I know the prime minister is speaking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, he gave her the right advice for sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> let us go to Rose in Toronto. Hi, Rose. Hi. Okay. I just have a couple of questions. If somebody has the virus and gets treated um, in the hospital, whatever, and the person gets well and is being sent home, um, and the person is well, uh, can the person catch the virus again? Uh, I'm... I'm, I think the answer is yes, but I am not sure. Oh. Uh, Rose, I will ask that question when we talk to our mm-hmm. doctors in uh, about 15, 20 minutes. Okay, I have one more question. Sure. I will listen to your program and hope I get an answer to this. Now, another one is um, I have a dog, and I was wondering if the dog can catch it or uh, vice versa, from person to dog, from dog to person. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that either. Because I heard something about it. I don't remember exactly. I think, yes, I don't know if it's dangerous to your dog. Uh, and that is another thing. I, I did hear an answer, and unfortunately, I don't remember. On, on the was. WHO website, it says, currently there's no evidence that pets, such as dogs and cats, have infected humans with COVID-19. So the other way around, it doesn't look like... You can it, catch it, it from it's your passing. dog, no. right? No. Yeah, but you might be able to give it to your dog. It doesn't. They took that like that. They took that question down. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, okay, yeah. so uh, yeah. the answer is uh, that's the best answer we have at the moment. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So my dog is safe. I, I, I don't. We don't exactly know. The best <laughs> okay. answer is there is no evidence now. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, lots of people, they do worry about their pets. Yeah, oh, I, know. Absolutely. I know. Okay, I listened to your answer from the doctor about uh, catching yes, it again. We, okay, thanks, Rose. Thank you, bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Stuart and Whitby. Hi, Stuart. Hi, hello. Um, yeah, I was calling because uh, when I heard the first lady who was on, uh, she had concerns about whether or not returning to Canada in her RV would have her stopped at the border. Well, about an hour or so ago, Premier Ford was uh, on television, and he basically said that anybody returning to Canada who is Canadian from any other part of the world cannot be stopped at the border because it's unconstitutional. So yeah, that except is this is an emergency. This is an emergency, and the border is a federal uh, jurisdiction. So that's true at the moment, but but the federal government has the final call on that, and emergency measures can be whatever they can be. So I think that was the prudent response to give to Rose, because uh, Doug Ford also said when he was on that the border is the federal responsibility. So he yeah, can he be did. putting out his wish list, but his, it's not something that he controls. Yeah, he did. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Have yourself a good day. Okay, thank you for that, Stuart. All right, uh, we are answering the phones. And uh, we will be taking calls. I mean, you know, it's it's a fluid situation, David. Well, it's very fluid because it's unknown. It hasn't been experienced before on this scale. It's a new virus, so it's not a repeat of something they know about. They don't have the vaccine. They don't have the antibodies. Um, so they're making it up as they go along. And you, you can't really fault them on that because they're they're doing the best they can with the resources they have. But the resources are obviously not adequate to deal with this scale. And hopefully we can ramp up. There's going to be a lag. And hopefully the lag on any of these topics isn't more than a day or so until we get caught up. Yeah. And and one thing to remember is is uh, over 90% of the cases are not fatal. They're mild. And um, it, there, there's a tremendous amount of panic out there. And, and largely because uh, governments have been projecting these worst-case scenarios. And people are thinking the worst-case scenarios are what's going to happen, right? They, right. And... and it's a, it's a projection that may or may not come true, but people are panicking because of it. And I, I think we all need to just settle down a bit and keep it in perspective. Well, because don't forget another thing. Uh, we've got three different things to worry about. Number one, am I going to get it? Number two, if I get it, how serious is it? But number three, how do I deal with being isolated? Mm-hmm. So all of these three things, it's like a perfect storm of problems hitting at the same time. So if you go to the store and the shelves are empty, and you say, well, I'm going to be stuck at home for 14 days and I can't buy any staples, that's a serious problem without taking into account whether you get the coronavirus or not. So you have all these worries cascading onto each other. And I think we have to be patient and realize it'll take a couple days to... We have to figure it all out. For some equilibrium to, to occur. Yeah. Okay, let's hear from Leonard in Scarborough. Hi, Leonard. Hi there, how are you? Fine, how are you? Uh, well, I'm fine right now. I'm the new 40. I'm 76 years old, but I'm in good shape. <laughs> good for you. Uh, but uh, I have just about outlived everybody I know. My best friends live in California. Uh, I don't socialize. I live alone, and I have no friends. Uh, I haven't heard any response as to someone in my situation who lives alone and and eventually may have to self-quarantine. 
how's that going to work? It, it, from what from what perspective? You mean about uh, getting food and getting what you need? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if I have to self-quarantine, which I hope I never have to, uh, I, as I said, I don't socialize, don't go to crowds, and et cetera. But uh, who knows what's going to happen? Okay. And uh, so, so I, I what do I do in my situation? I would suggest if you, it's, it sounds like you're fine today. So I would stock up on, on food and canned goods. Uh, don't buy all the toilet paper in your supermarket. It's not necessary, but I would suggest that, that you, you do like a serious grocery shop so that you have enough food. If you don't go out much, and don't socialize much. I would say that the chance, yeah. the chance that that yeah. uh, that that you catch this is slim. Uh, and um, you know, I would uh, try to conduct my life normally and and not panic, but just make sure you've got some groceries at home. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Liz. I, okay. I love your program and okay. I listen to it regularly. Okay. Well, Boy, thanks for your call. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Okay, Rudy in Toronto. Hi, Rudy. Hi, Libby. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering about one thing. Uh, how long does the virus remain on, on objects? Say, uh, you know, things that are touched in the store by people. And uh, uh, how many hours does the virus survive on a surface uh, that you can, so that you can touch it again and be safe? Uh, well, you should disinfect certain things. I mean, I, I, uh, if you use tablets and screens and stuff, I think they can stay on for up to 96 hours. So I would be using some serious disinfectant. Uh, and I know that around here, we certainly do on wh- whatever equipment and uh, probably your, your countertops, your sinks. So 96 hours it can stay, remain on the surface. Pardon? 96 hours? I, that's on a screen. I don't know if it applies to everything. Yeah, Peter, there's different information. And, and the question is how much is on there. So. Like it, it, it's it's more likely you'll you'll catch it from someone sneezing or coughing than from picking it up on a surface. But that's not to say you shouldn't be safe around surfaces. But but certainly it's spread more through coughing and sneezing. Which and that goes back to using hand sanitizers yeah. and washing your hands a lot because that's your point of contact right. with all these objects. Mm-hmm. And if you keep that under control, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for that. Okay. Uh, we've got Bill in Brampton, and uh, you have a story. You were due for surgery. Hi, Bill. Hello, Libby. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I was due to have cataract surgery this Wednesday, and uh, I guess late last week I read something about elective surgeries are, are being uh, put on hold or postponed, and I hadn't heard anything from my doctor's office, my surgeon's office. So so I was proactive this morning, and I give them a call. And uh, I don't know who I was talking to. It was, a, it was a young lady, and she said, well, let me go in and look. And I give her, you know, my surgeon's name. And she looked, and she said, oh, no, you're still okay. I said, okay, so you want me to keep taking my drops in preparation of the cataract removal and, and uh, show up 6.30 Wednesday morning at the hospital? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, I hadn't hung that phone up for 10 minutes. And I get a call back from a different lady from the same office saying, I just wanted to call you to tell you that your surgery has been canceled. Mm. <laughs> wow. You know what? I'm glad I made that first call. 
<laughs> postponed, I hope, not canceled. <laughs> well, postponed or yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, but I don't have a follow-up date yet, okay? No. Uh, they got to get back to me with when I'm going to be rescheduled. Okay, yeah, and I know that uh, some kinds of eye surgeries probably take take place in doctor's offices. I don't know if those are going to be postponed. Yeah, you see, mine was supposed to be out of a hospital. Right. Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Anyway, yeah. thanks Thanks for sharing. Uh, as we said, here's the key, is that this is a bit of a moving target. It, things are changing by the minute. And uh, people, you got to stay tuned. you got to stay yeah. tuned to stay on top of it. Yeah. And but, the people who originally came down with this, what, four weeks ago or whenever this thing started to erupt, would they be over it by now? Like, I know everybody's different. But, you know, like, would they be over this by now and, and well? There is there is a, a, a tally of uh, the number of cases that are, quote, resolved, and it's a small number from here anyway. Uh, you know, uh, I think the, the pandemic is mostly over in China. Uh, I, not that I totally trust things coming out of there, Bill. Thanks for your call. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, People, stay on the line because uh, we we are shortly going to be doing a segment with our doctors and they'll be able to answer your questions too. Uh, right now, I'd like to wrap things up with the squad. Peter, what would you like to leave us with? Well, again, um, yeah, keep keep in touch with, um, you know, we, we have a primer on everythingzoomer.com with up-to-date information and listen to this show because Libby's got great guests all week. <laughs> They'll answer all your medical questions that we couldn't answer today. Okay. And, and I, I can echo that and, and say that you've got to, uh, I, be, I think this is going to be around long enough now, this self-isolation or quarantine, mm-hmm. to start to make some plans uh, and think it through. How would you operate day-to-day living, uh, not going to work, living in the home. There's there's uh, online resources available for that too. We're going to see a whole thing with uh, e-learning with your kids, for example, yep. many of the schools. There's many topics we haven't touched on yet. We will be responding as a society yep. to all of these. And not to panic. And not to panic. That, and, that's and the key. Right. Be patient yeah. and look for the resources yeah. to help. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. And um, a, a developing situation. And thank you so much thank for you. your input and for your company. Uh, appreciate oh, that. Thanks, Always Libby. a pleasure. Yeah. Okay. You. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.